Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are watching and listening to Lyles Movie Files. Got a big show, as always. Joining me once again is the little brother Jace. How are you, bro, Shot? Doing good. How are you, bro? Cooling. Big gun. How are you? What's good? How's it going, man? Chilling. And Chief, welcome back. What's up with you? Hey, hey. Good to be back. I'm great. Thanks for asking. Always. So let's start off here. Congratulations to Venom, the biggest grossing film on uh, the first few weeks, uh, I guess in its opening week of any film during the pandemic era. It's already crossed 100 million. So I guess that means people are going back to the theaters. Does this mean you guys are going back to see Venom? No. No, no interest in seeing Venom 2, huh? I mean, unless Spider-Man's in it, I don't feel like I should be watching any Venom movie. I'm sorry. I'm still a purist when it comes to that. No. Okay. Well, I would suggest that you continue to stay away from spoilers. Chief, Jace, any interest in seeing Venom 2? Uh, well, I'm not as I'm not as uh, that much of a purist as has Gunner. I may go see it. Um, I I may fire stick it. Hell, I don't know. Um, right. Uh, so you know, uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm not I'm not overly crazy. It's funny because I'm not overly crazy about any movie enough to really be like, yo, I gotta go in the theaters and see it. Um, the only movie besides the movie we all got together and uh, when we rented out the theater uh, that I've seen is um, I took uh, my granddaughter to see the uh, the Demon Slayer movie with the with the train, the Mujin train. Uh, other than that, and then you know, I mean, and that was something to do with my granddaughter. But other than that, I haven't really been in a the movie theater to see any movie. So uh, I may go see Venom, and if I go see Venom. Then I might as well see the Ten Rings. All right, I heard that was pretty good, right? So I should see that before I see Venom, and then move from there. But yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of up in the air. If I get some time, I'll I'll try to knock them both out. Maybe I'll do a a, a double header, a Marvel double feature. Jace, how about you? You ready to see Venom uh, yet? No, I didn't. I'm not ready to see the first Venom, and I have no interest in seeing the second Venom, uh, even with uh, a little bit of carnage. It's like. I just don't think this is worth uh, going in there with three other people to watch another movie I don't want to watch. Venom does a mic drop in this movie. How could you not want to see it? Because I have other things to do with my life. Wow, okay. All right, well, I guess you guys will not be contributing to the Venom gross. So let's talk Titans. So this show has gone so far off the rails, it doesn't even see the train station. It doesn't even see the train anymore. It's just spiraling down a cliff into a deep abyss of mediocrity. And when we first all got together and watched the first three episodes, I was excited because it was like, oh man, they're doing some crazy stuff. Red Hood's here. Jason's dead. Joker's dead. Bruce Wayne gives up being Batman. So much in three episodes. But then Jace was like, I think that's part of the problem. They are not pacing themselves very well. Jace proved correct because the writers of Titans don't make any sense anymore. So this last episode 
the Titans decide, okay, well, since since Crane lied to everybody and said Nightwing was responsible for all of this terror and mayhem in Gotham, the only sensible thing for us to do is turn ourselves in. Jace, why did this not make sense to you? Because very simply, the video that actually had the Titans as bad guys was literally Jonathan Crane, who should have had an APB out in all of Gotham. Hey, Escape Psycho is on the loose. Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane is on the loose. So if you see this man and show every picture and show his last picture, what he looked like in the freaking Arkham, instead of having him running around, not even shaved, not a hair color. I mean, this guy looked like the exact same dude. And literally, he's walking around and nobody cares because nobody knows he's supposedly out. And Barbara Gordon, I don't know what the heck she's doing trying to keep her job. Like, not telling, <laughs> hey, there's a psycho on the loose. Maybe we should be worried. Nah, let's worry about those Titans. Nah, let's get, let's, those Titans who actually we see may or may not have done something bad. But we sure as hell know Jonathan Crane did some bad stuff. He's already got two bodies on this show. And we're just letting the public not be concerned about that part. Barbara, oh, yeah, and, he's po- and he's poisoned, you know, your whole drinking water, but we're not going to tell that. Okay, Bar- fine. Barbara is the absolute worst commissioner. She's so bad at her job. She doesn't have somebody, she doesn't issue a statement and immediately say, hey guys, that voice you heard was Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow. So don't waste your time listening to this nut job. He's crazy. Don't worry about it. And it's all right. We've got everything under control. He's crazy. Don't pay any mind to this voice. You're hearing in this propaganda against the Titans. But then the Titans decide, who cares? We're in the wrong somehow. Let's um, turn ourselves over. And even Crypto goes along to turn himself in, which made zero sense. Okay. And a dog has a wanted poster, chances are you should know he's shady. Okay? <laughs> like, that's just a slap. If you ever saw a dog with a wanted poster, I don't care if it's Crypto, I don't care if it's Cujo. If you see it with a daggone wanted poster, maybe there's some crazy stuff going on. Like, this was just such mess. I was like, <laughs> this is the first five minutes. I mean, this isn't like 30 minutes in. This is the first five minutes of stupidity. You're like, this is not going to end well for Titans. And it, no. it's not. It's not. It's just, it's so ludicrous. Like, I'm sure the writers had a big chuckle going, what if we made a, a wanted poster for Crypto? And let's have Crypto turn himself in. Crypto's a dog. The police department is not on the lookout for a dog. And I don't even know about the Titans. Nightwing was the one that, that Crane framed. It wasn't the Titans. So I don't know why they were there in the first place. And Dick's amazing plan was, well, we're going to turn ourselves in. And then we're going to bail ourselves out. And then we're going to fight in the shadows against Crane. Why turn but yourself? You, why waste the time? Why not just okay, go after Jeff, Crane? You, you, uh, now, I'm not a criminal defense lawyer, and I don't know too many people have been to jail, but I'm pretty sure you can't post your own bail. Someone else has to post your bail for you. So who was it. going to post the bail? Was it going to be Barbara Gordon who posted the bail? I, I'm, I'm not understanding. And if that was the case, why not just have Dick himself turn himself in and then, hey, we're looking for the rest of those vicious titans, but this Dick Grayson, Nightwing guy, because we can't actually figure out who his real name is, except everybody in Gotham should know his real name because every one of the Titans walks around without a freaking mask on 
and it's pretty by a process of elimination who Dick G- Grayson is. Because like, he's oh, rolling with these guys. He's the only one that wears a mask, and he doesn't look any different with a mask on from these guys. So it's it's just stupid. Crane continues to outsmart these Titans at every step of the way, and everybody else is just, oh, like the one new cop that we intro- get introduced to this episode happens to be on Crane's payroll. And I don't know how Crane had a cop on the payroll because he was in Arkham all this time. How well, did this dude mag- magically just get all this power and ability okay. to cheat everything? See, maybe this is how Jason was able to sneak into Arkham because this guy has been on Crane's payroll the whole time. Well, that that, that was bad logic, and I don't even care because it sounds stupid, just like most of this show. Well, it actually makes more sense than Barbara Gordon, the commissioner of the police, telling her crooked officer put your gun down we're not shooting the titans he ignores her barbara shoots him and then somehow the police commissioner gets arrested if you guys don't see the look on gunner's face i'm seeing right now this is how this is terrible this is yes this sounds like this sounds like garbage wow it sounds like some supergirl writing or like arrow season four writing like I don't know, man. No, honestly, it like, at least Supergirl, as much as I talk, we talk about Supergirl as bad writing. This is just insulting intelligence writing. It's yeah. like police commissioner tells the officer stand down. <laughs> officer violates and tells and tells magically the rest of the officers to follow suit. Right. And all of the officers follow suit. It's not even like a small cadre of them. It's all of them. Like so, you don't have anybody loyal to you. That like, come on, like, and if he's yeah. and it's like she has the one black woman with her, who's I don't know her role, but you know she's she seems like her number two, but she needs to magically talk to the one white guy. Hey, you're my number one guy, <laughs> and gets Jack Napier on the joint, and it's like, come on, like, don't, I mean, just don't, like, it, it was just like so, like, you guys are real. It's I mean, again, this is the first ten minutes of the show, so your blood is already like. Are you kidding me? I'm not stupid. I don't care what stupid world you're in. If there's a Superman in this, how the hell is he not handling this? Because you guys are some freaking idiots. Like, hey, Superman. Hey, I'm sorry. We have a Superman clone. Can you find Jonathan Crane and put this dude under the jail already? This is stupid. Yeah. Like we've said repeatedly, Crane was a terrible villain to have as the season-long bad guy. If he was... For just half the season, he would have been fine. But trying to stretch Crane to 13 episodes was a really awful, terrible idea. All right, so let's move on, bro shot, because since you and I are the only ones that watch this, Bachelor in Paradise had its season finale this week. And I would say, all things considered, it was a pretty happy ending. We had three couples come out of it and actually get engaged and then in a surprising twist two that broke up in paradise ended up getting back together and maybe the greatest bromance in the history of bachelor nation james and aaron went off on piggyback to become roommates and bro it up in la what did you think of this this season finale honestly that James and Aaron, it's like James basically comes down, it's like, 
hey, t- uh, and it ain't gonna work. I just, I just, I just ain't in that place, so I'm out. Hey, yo, James, I'm bouncing. You want to roll? Hey, yo, I'm good with that. Let me go. Call, let me break. Let me tell T it ain't gonna work. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was Aaron was like, hey, Tia, I really want to get to know you better. Can I get your number? But I can't stay right now. I gotta roll because my boy is leaving. And- <laughs> <laughs> and we're we rolling out together. We're we rolling hard in this drug. We're rolling out together. Like, uh, okay. I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't stop laughing when that happened. I'm it was hilarious. I mean, it's like, you, you could, that's, that's some dude stuff. Like, that was like, yeah, I'm feeling you, but I ain't feeling you enough not to go hang out with my boy and go, you know, party it up. Oh, so, yeah, I'm good. They they'd been I mean, funny like, all this time, but that was really the epitome of it. Where they were just like, yo, yo, I just told her I'm not feeling it. You try to roll me, bro. It wasn't even like, I'll see you when you get back. He was like, I'm leaving. You try to leave now? Yeah, let's bounce, man. There's nothing else for me. Hey, see ya. I'll holler at you later. I mean, that, that honestly, he might as well have said that from the beach. Hey, Tia, it ain't gonna work. Peace. <laughs> it was hilarious. Man. I mean, like, and Tia's response was also funny because, like, I freaking hate that guy. And I'm like, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I, I'm, I still remain shocked that Tia has been through so many cycles of this show because I just feel like of of most of them, she seems funny and stable, and it's, I, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, so Riley and Marissa and Mari and Kenny. We kind of thought that they'd work out. The only question mark was grocery store Joe and Sierra because Kendall showed up. Why did Kendall Ser- come back? Well, A, it's Serena. Not Serena, Sierra. I'm sorry. I don't know why yeah. I said Sierra. Oh, gosh, man. It's scary. Uh, now, I mean, honestly, from just, just from the preview, that looked like it was shady. Yeah, that looked like it was going to be shady. But then... When it didn't actually go in a bad space, I was like, okay, this is that was cute. You know, like ears closure, congratulations, go ahead on your life. And you now, grocery store date, uh, Joe did his thing with uh, Serena. It, it was it was a nice way to wrap up the show. Yeah. And then we had like the little postscript on most of them. We saw that uh, Natasha has more followers than Brendan and Piper, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty worthwhile investment watching this season of Bachelor in Paradise. And like I always say, this is the show that I care more about, the most about of the, of the three shows in the Bachelor umbrella because they have a much higher success rate just because there's actual more couples that can potentially walk up as opposed to one that more than likely isn't going to work out. So Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, 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 I, this is my first time watching it. But it was much more like a real world life scenario. It's like, hey, it's not just you vying for one girl or one guy versus 30 or 29 other people. You have real world one or two, you're feeling somebody. And then some other guy comes in there like, uh, gosh, what was the dude's name who thought he had Mari until Riley came up? <laughs> he thought he was good. Man, he's <laughs> like, it's like, oh, we good, we're good. Hey, man. Riley comes up, flexes, and like, it's like, yo, I'm taking your girl. You're good at that? Woo! <laughs> Riley was like, I'm coming in like Conan the Barbarian up in this camp, ready to go buy Crom. I want your woman. <laughs> that was a wrap. <laughs> yes. All right. So, like, I'm, but honestly, I still laugh at the way. She was like, 
where she was like, yeah, uh, I'll see how my day's looking. Like, yeah, dude, that, 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 that day's over. You, You've you lost. It's like, take wait, the ukulele they, they and go home. They, they spent the night together? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll see if she's, she wants to take it with me. Okay. No, no, she's it's not. Over. It's Dignity. over. Just, yeah. All right, so speaking of over, that's it for our Bachelor in Paradise convo now let's move on to another season finale what if so all season there have been episodes that we've been saying man this needed another part this needed a second installment this one needed to be longer i want to know what happens next and i think they did a really good job i mean i still would want more but i think what we got with the season finale actually took care of most of my questions it didn't answer all my questions but most of them and we got super payoffs so the watcher made use of all of his warrior trips through the multiverse and recruited the guardians of the multiverse you got captain carter t'challa star lord party thor um who else gamora who we never saw in her episode which got canceled shelf slash delayed due to covid but she beat Thanos, got the Infinity Gauntlet destroyed, and teamed up with Sakaar Iron Man, who's basically start stranded on Sakaar instead of Hulk. I feel like that would have been fun to watch play out. But So he grabbed them, and, and he had... Oh, Killmonger too, can't forget about him. And Sorcerer Strange. So it kind of had that Avengers feel where we're getting all these solo adventures and then they come together. And I thought at first... This seems like an odd team, but I realized that Sorcerer Supreme, Sorcerer Strange actually had a super edge on some of these other potential characters because he was the most souped up version of Doctor Strange. And he was a massive cheat code and all these other characters could do some really fun and really cool stuff. Gunner, what did you think about this assembly of the Guardians? That was really cool. Um... Yeah, I'm still kind of like processing. It's like, whoa, wait, wait, that should have been a movie, man. Like that was it was kind of dope. Um, Watu went in. He was just like, look, I'm going to try to fight you on my own. And he held his own, too. But, you know, <laughs> he's you got to have the whole thing. He's like, you know what? Let me put this team together. So all I got to do is the end. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like when Dr. Strange figured it out, he's like, oh, OK, that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. And he was like, yep peace <laughs> i was like i'm like bruh that's 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 gangster right there so i i thought the whole thing was cool i really feel like uatu thought that through and uh yeah yeah well he thought it through at the end he ain't no old boy was gonna come out at him but i feel like it was uh it was a good wrap-up to most of the stories yeah the gomora stark thing kind of threw me for a loop i didn't know that that one got shelved or canceled which could be why there was only nine and not 10 episodes like mm-hmm. normal, but yeah. But yeah, it was, I just loved how it felt like the first Avengers film. They even did like the kind of circle turnaround vintage yeah. Michael Bay, where we see them all getting ready to fight. And it was like, yes. And then we even got like the, the follow-up for the zombie episode where strange just dumps all the zombies, right. including Scarlet witch. It was like, Oh, that was crazy. It was so many good payoffs, and I felt like they did such a great job of capturing the fun of everything. We even saw Shuri and uh, Pepper invade Wakanda's throne to stop uh, Killmonger. And it's like, okay, that's where that was going to eventually get to. 
And she wasn't going to recruit any more heroes. She was just going to take her down with with Pepper. So, really cool stuff. Did you like the payoff, the addition of Ultron, Vision, Black Widow into the mix? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, I mean... I thought that was good, though. Like I was just like, "Wait, where are they?" You know, towards the end, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's cool." Because I thought that, you know, it was the beginning of the episode. It was like a a payoff within the episode, so to speak. Of like we're talking about the other episodes. I was like, "Oh, so that's where that ended up." The universe didn't actually die. It's just, you know, continuing, so to so to speak. So it's just some, you know, and it was interesting where that world ended up. I guess can't really do anything about it, but I like how her arc ended. In a way, yeah, Chief. What you began, Chief? What uh, it was a, it was a good episode, man. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the, the double header because when I first started watching, watching the second one, I was like, "Is this part of the other one?" And it took a few few seconds for me to, you know, because it kind of didn't seem like it at first. Um, the watch is a sucker. That that. that that dude had me mad, man. Now, listen, the end of everything is when you jump in. Dude, you could have jumped in at any time. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, man. Uh, he found he found a widow a home at the end and uh, dropped her right in the middle of combat. I mean, <laughs> he didn't give her somewhere where she could breathe for a second. She went from one battle straight into the next, but it was... Uh, it was good, you know. It was good. That was a, it. Was definitely a great episode, man. Great, great. Uh, you know. And now, I guess part of Strange's uh, his uh, penance, he's got to stay and watch that orb now for 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 eternity or whatever it's going to be. You know what I mean? Um, the evil Doctor Strange. <laughs> so that that was good to see him. Uh, I don't know, snap out of whatever evilness he had been in to to finally just you know come back and save the uh, the multiverse, what was left of it, anyways. Um, definitely a great episode, man. Definitely a great episode. Um, I'll be looking forward. You know, listen, make my subscription Disney Plus. <laughs> when they used to say make mine Marvel, make my my subscription Disney Plus, man. They, they are hitting on all cylinders. I, I can't even wait to see. When they said they were going to stop putting movies on Disney+, Plus, I was like, damn. But you can't hate original content that's fantastic. You know what I mean? So if you keep, if you even if you stop putting movies on Disney+, uh, Disney Plus, and you, you, know, you start saying, hey, you're going to have to go to the movie theaters to see these movies. As long as this original content keeps coming and it stays this great, I'm fine with that. Like, what's up next? What's next? Next up is Hawkeye, and that's coming in December. And the book of Boba Fett is also slated for December. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yo, like I can, I can, I can live with great original. It's Disney, Disney Plus is turning to like Netflix, but with better shit. <laughs> you know, because everyone's wild on Netflix and give you uh, an original content movie that you like. Oh, you know, who was this garbage? 
Yeah, but, man. That's kind of the thing. It's yeah. Like, they yeah. flooded it with so much kind of <laughs> questionable stuff where it's like, eh, like you'll find a Squid Game, but then you have to sift through eight mediocre shows where it's like, why did I watch Right, right, right. You know, it's like uh, when you get that uh, that home-cooked, uh, the uh, microwave dishes, and you go through them and you start to finally find one that tastes good, but you done ate like six of them and they were horrible, to finally find that Hungry Man's Meal with the... Uh, with the steak and the gravy, the country steak and the gravy, you like, oh, you know, what was I eating before? So, but Disney, Disney give you that that country steak every time, every time. So yeah, it was a, it was a damn good episode, man. I, uh, you know, like I said, make mine Disney from now on, man. This was uh, uh, it's been a fantastic run, man. Um, whatever they do to me is just turns out just superb. Yeah. You know? And Gunner, what you were saying about it feeling like a movie, it definitely had that sense of a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie where there's so many layers to the fight. Like, when they were fighting Ultron, I was like, oh, okay, that's how this group of heroes could beat him. Because they were just, like, not giving him a minute. And we saw that sort of in the fight where the Avenger Guardians took on Thanos on his home world where they were in sync taking him on and then Star-Lord messed everything up where it's like oh that's how they could beat Thanos until Star-Lord messes everything up asking about Gamora that's how this felt without the distraction like they just went in and kept the attack going and it was like wow and this was one of those advantages of a cartoon where they can just go off and do whatever and it doesn't look fake or detached not that the CGI of Marvel Studio films is bad, but this really got you sucked in because there was no, oh, okay, I see where the CGI starts here. It was really great. And I love seeing the payoff to the what if Loki or Earth loses its mightiest heroes episode where you have Cap and you have Captain Marvel, Captain America, and, Mar- and Marvel taking on Loki and Black Widow jumping into that scene. I really like the post-credit scene too, because it's like, all right, we're gonna have some more. Stay tuned. Um, and I like the nod to Winter Soldier from the opening scene with Natasha, and they even got her longer hair. The Strike Team, and it was like, oh yeah, stuff is about to happen. And they even got the Batroc voice actor uh, to come back and and do that, which I thought was really cool. So something I read, the director of What If, Brian Andrews, said that they were so impressed and so in love with the character that for season two, they wanted to start a spinoff with Black Panther or T'Challa as Star-Lord. Now this, of course, was before everything would happen with Chadwick Boseman. But if in our perfect variant world where cool celebrities like Chadwick Boseman and Paul Walker don't die they would be having a Black Panther T'Challa Star-Lord spinoff from What If. That would have been amazing. Jace, how cool would that have been? I, I thought, I mean, just watching like the last, I mean, this What If, when you have Kurt Russell come back for like basically a line to have his Star-Lord, I mean, his Peter Quill, and then have him basically taking him as a new spinoff show. I'm like, that's a hard. I mean, that would have been a easy once again going with Lonnie. It's like that. Just sign me up. I really can't drop the rest of these uh, streaming service because Disney just gives you once a month, if not once a week, just excellent content. Because you, 
I think I, I, I watched this. I, I, sent, I sent a group text. I'm like, guys, you got to watch this. I mean, like, I don't even care if you, I mean, if like, for, especially I'm like, I didn't want to spoil anything. It's like, but all the questions we had are like, just, oh, we could have got some more. Then they give you some more. And then now we're just greedy little ease. Like, we, we just want more. And if you told me you could have had a spinoff of T'Challa and Star-Lord, I'd be like, yes, I mean, even more. Like, you, you give me two shows out of what I just want is one show. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it's yet another reason that Chadwick Boseman dying so early really sucked because I would have been all on board that show. And maybe we could have gotten a live action spinoff twist in that from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I just assume now, since he's going to the multiverse, we're going to see some of these different versions of characters in that Doctor Strange sequel. So just real quick. Who would each of you want to see? Like one character, which of course can't be T'Challa's Star-Lord, but which live action version would you like to see in Doctor Strange from What If? Gunner, how about you? Uatu. I need the shit to go together. I need it to go together, boy. The Watcher, Lonnie. Uh, the Watcher. I need Uatu to be in Multiverse of Madness. So you could argue that he's already shown up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But, yeah, I'm with you. True. <laughs> kind of. Sort yes. of, kind of. Chief, how about you? Uh, I'll go with Gunner. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with the, the Watcher. You know? I'd like to see him get his ass whooped in anything, though. I, he, I'm telling you, man, when I say he irritated me, so whatever he comes in on... I just want to see him. Yeah, yeah. I want to see him get his, 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 you know, knocked in the dirt. So it just, it just, it just irritated me. Yeah, it just irritated me that he waited for. You you know what I think would make me mad? Because our universe got messed up. I think I would have been fine with the rest of the multiverses, but he let our universe get messed up, and then. He saved the others. We had all zombies on our damn planet. And then, you know, yeah. So that's where I'm at with mine right now. Yeah. So we're on the zombie planet? No, that was just another one. That wasn't the... I thought we were, I thought we were on the zombie us. planet. I thought that was us. Nah, they're basing all this stuff off of the springboard of the MCU Marvel Studio film. Which which but planet was we on, though? Uh, the, the one that's Thor, going Thor, on. Thor the one where Falcon became Captain America. So, the live action one. All those animated okay. ones are different. Jace, how about you? I'm going to go with the probably easy answer and go with Captain Carter. I think yeah. putting her... Oh yeah, I think that's the easiest layup real they could ever do. And Haley Atwell is no stranger to say, "Hey, I'm, you want to send me back to MCU? I'm, I'm down with it." Uh, put her, put her in the Shazam bodysuit, and and let her go to work. Um, I, I mean, especially that kind of in a, a world without another world, almost without Cap, Steve Rogers, her even just making a cameo appearance or two. That would, I think that would be cool. So until these last two episodes, I think I would have been with you failing to get a T'Challa Star-Lord. 
my new pick. Now, see, I'm wondering if this could be a way that they could introduce a new Black Panther, cast a new T'Challa, and have him be T'Challa Star-Lord. But my new pick, especially in the wake of the, hey, we're all friends again, uh, settlement with Scarlett Johansson and Disney is uh, Destroyed Earth Black Widow, who joined up with Nick Fury's Avengers Take Two, coming to our world. Because this way we have a different version of Natasha who's survived one Earth dying and coming to an Earth where there is no Natasha and totally different experiences. But we can have Scarlett Johansson play the character again. So that would be my choice. Okay, last... Huh? No, it it was funny. Like when they they said a world without their uh, uh, Black Widow, I was like... Are y'all gonna magically drop her back into the regular MCU? And then it was like, I mean, I already saw it. I mean, Nick Fury in the credits. I'm like, if you want to, I'm, I'm completely down with that. Yeah. Like when he was on the helicopter, I was like, oh shoot, oh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm cool with that too. But yeah. it was very much like I, we kind of know in comic books so far, death is not eternal. And I'm still saying we could find a way for Quicksilver not to get randomly hit by a bullet, Josh Whedon. Um, <laughs> But to throw that one in there, it, hey, we've we've already done it, so it it could easily just be like, hey, we're we're putting it back, we're bringing it back in the fold here, we're back off our lawsuit, yay us, yay us, hey, maybe maybe we'll see Pietro, the real one, uh, not Boner in the sequel too. All right, so last thing. So there was a big deal this week. There is an HBO Max presentation and one of the higher ups. I want to make sure I pull this up appropriately. The Prira Dogra, the president of Warner Media Entertainment Network, said in a longer quote, the global phenomenon that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. She was telling the success of HBO Max, right? This led to the Snyderverse folk going, oh word, we're a global phenomenon now? Well, if we're a global phenomenon, what's up with the sequel? So within hours of this, Restore the Snyderverse, you won't believe this, was trending once again. And so was Peacemaker, one of the upcoming HBO Max uh, shows coming to that streaming service. I will let you guys take an educated guess as to which one had more tweets and mentions. Hmm. Which Snyderverse. Nah, it couldn't be that one. That would, I mean, that would mean like the Warner's not as smart as they think they are. All right, one had ten thousand, ten thousand eight hundred tweets to 3,901. Pretty sure no one cares about Peacemaker. Just pretty sure. Comparatively to what they were trying to build with Nightmare and all that, no, no way. It's just really bizarre to me because it's like the interest from your customer base is there. The Snyderverse Justice League was the top-selling film on Blu-ray when it came out. I haven't checked this week. I would assume so again because there wasn't a lot of new releases. There seems to be enough interest in this that I feel like they need to find some way to work this out. Just my thought. 
I just don't understand. Like, okay, let's just take the animated universe. Just the buzz from that, from a business perspective, you would think that you would say, okay, if we follow the storylines close enough, you know, not all the way, but 90 to 80% of it, which means I'm including Hush, whatever, 80% of it, like, we'd probably have a really good franchise going on. That way people don't think we suck. It would seem that simple. But the crazy thing is the Snyderverse is a totally original story that Mm -hmm. enough fans are invested in that I would think that it would be worth doing it. And if you weren't doing the Snyderverse version of stuff, maybe this is where you start going, all right, why don't we just try to do live action adaptations of our really good comic book stories and see what happens. And I would raise that bar up to 90% just so we don't get Hush Gunner because I did There you go, yeah, because... Because, yeah, yeah. it was great until literally those 15 minutes. (laughs) I was like, son of a bitch. No, this is all wrong. And you can't kill with her off. That's that's stupid. That was so weird. So stupid. All right. Well, fellas, it is that magical time of the week. I don't know. We have nominees for Dummies of the Week. So, Jace, little brother, who is your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Okay. My Dummy of the Week is Mr. Urban Meyer. Ooh. Yes, Urban Meyer. Uh, I know he's probably sad that he's lost more games in the last month than he's lost probably in the last 10 years of playing college football and definitely not three in a row. But that's probably not a great opportunity to go to your own bar and not take everybody's cell phone when you need to have a really long pour of whatever your favorite drink is and then get caught on camera in some questionable positions uh, while you're sitting maybe a little three sheets to the wind uh, and not paying attention who's too close to you. Uh, oh, and that, then that's you how we're describing it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the uh, PC version versus being completely <laughs> wasted and not saying, hey, I don't know if the dude's married. It's like, how do you? I mean, like, he is married. And that was not Ooh. his wife who was grinding up on him. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure. Hey. I'm sure his week is being real, feeling real dumb for getting that on camera. Um, yeah. Well, at least he I'm wasn't sure. on the street like another head coach uh, after getting pissed drunk and full of bad decisions and questionable choices. Yeah, but, but I'm going to say it's your own bar instead of being at your own house enjoying that, uh, a couple of libations, and then having your owner give you a public reprimand that you need to do better. Surprisingly, yeah. not about their win loss total. That, yeah, it's like the one thing you actually should be gone. I mean, is a legitimate business thing. You get your owner talking down to you like you're a 20 year old who just can't figure out when to get home after the curfew. <laughs> um, yeah, for you, I mean, and since I'm sure the Ohio State job is ready to go, but maybe try and be a little more subtle and try to get back to it as soon as possible, especially so that, when you're caught with college kids. Yeah. That is why Urban Myers is my dummy of the week. Awesome. My nominee is Sage Steele because, I mean, there's so many ways and so many reasons in which she could be a dummy of the week. Maybe somebody else will talk about that. I'm going to talk about her thoughts that it was quite curious that President Obama identifies as black 
because even though he didn't have much of a relationship with his black father. I'm not sure if Sage understands this when she looks at a mirror, but she too is black. And um, that's probably not something you need to do unless you want to go on the tap dance circuit and step it, fetch it, and try to suck up to people who don't care about people like you. So, Sage, you're my nominee for Dummy of the Week. Gunner, you have any nominees? How many ways indeed, Tony Braxton? How many ways can you be a dummy? Um, My Dummy of the Week is Sage Steele. Hey, look at that. Sage antebellum could be passing steel. Anyway, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the race part to you because that one, we can go all day on the whole quoting Candace Owens and all that mess, but I'll stick with her anti-vaxxing idiot, idioticness. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, there were so many reasons why she got fired like this week, right? Like, <laughs> but the anti-vax stuff that she was spewing on whatever talk show or whatever podcast let her do so was quite stupid. And again, like you were saying, sucking up to whatever that base is that seems to want to see, they want to be, or excuse me, she wants to impress. I, I, I don't get it. I guess she wants to pass somehow. I don't know what she looks like when she looks at a mirror. Maybe she see, you know, maybe it's two face, like two face, man. Maybe like, she sees Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, maybe. Maybe she's Pepper. Little shout out how reference for you. Oh, good point. Thank you. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's exactly what she sees. I'm such a beautiful princess. Sure, Sage. Sure. That's my dummy of the week. Chief, do you have a nominee? Okay, I guess not. All right. Well, fellas. Thank you, as always, for rolling. Thank you all out there for listening and watching. This episode allows movie files. Has been filed.